0: Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of this Spill it journey with me and tuning in to the Spill it podcast. Spill it is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spill it is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spillit, to find the links of the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests, to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spillit Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spillit website at www.spillit.uk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of this little show that I like to call Spill It. Spill It is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire others, and help people learn something new. And this episode is no different at all because this is episode 52, Family Portrait And the one and only Pia Prana will be joining us at 7.10 p.m. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. I cannot wait to get into this. Honestly, when I first met uh, Pia Prana, we spoke obviously uh, via uh, via this, via the internet, and we had a chat and we were talking about, uh, specifically family, and she was saying things and I was like, oh my God, these things are just like, clicking into place and i was like oh my god this is something that i really really want to talk about on my show so she's waiting nice and patiently in the green room waiting to come out so we can discuss family oh it's gonna be a good one and i cannot wait so make sure that when you are here you have liked you have shared and you have commented the reason i asked for these three things is simple the reason i ask for you for uh, to like it is because when you like this, it pushes it up on the algorithm of Facebook or YouTube or Twitch or wherever you're watching from. It means that other people will then get to see it. If you share it, it means other people get to join the Spill it community. And if you comment, it means that I get to pop up your comments on the screen. and We get to discuss them in real time as well. Now, you can drop me a comment at any point. You can also ask Pia Prana any questions as well that you've got throughout this episode. It's going to be a good one. If you haven't checked out our other episodes yet, make sure that you do. You can head over to the brand new Spill it website at www.spillit.uk, where you will be able to see all of the episodes in action over on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Or if you are on the move and you are having a bit of a drive around, et cetera, then you can listen to the podcast and the links to the podcast or the three main podcasts are on the website too. So you can listen via Google podcasts, Spotify, or Apple podcasts. <sighs> There we go. <laughs> so that is the intro. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Oh. oh, how has today this week been for you guys? How has the last week been for you guys? I have. It's been really, really nice weather. It's been so good. Like this, to have this summertime, <laughs> it's been absolutely epic, really. So I'm thoroughly enjoying the sunshine. Um, and also, Great news. I mean, we're going to talk about it very, very shortly anyway in the announcements, but I have something that you guys may may know because I've, that's all I've been talking about over the last few weeks. I have something launching this Saturday. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> anyway, 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 let's get back into it. Get those comments and questions in. Make sure that you have commented. And also, don't forget to hit that share button. Now, let's quickly talk about some announcements now obviously as i say i've talked about this every single week for the last three weeks i would say so you should know what this announcement is but oh it's launching this week my very own radio show is launching this saturday from 3 till 4 p.m it is called a little bit of marcus and it'll be live across the airwaves now you'll be able to tune in like you know on the internet you'll be able to tune in on your radio in the car you'll also be able to ask your Alexa to do it as well which is awesome but all you have to do is uh tune in to beat 103 radio at 3 till 4 p.m and you'll have a little bit of Marcus in your life which I'm really looking forward to <laughs> I'm gonna be playing uh the latest hits I'm gonna be choosing a song of the week I'm going to be talking uh, once a month as well I'm gonna have a guest come in and we're gonna have like a little bit of a it's a, a, a sneaky preview let's say because that guest will also be invited to come to spill it to do a full episode with me but on the radio they'll be talking we'll be talking we'll be playing a little game we've i've got a, got a few little games planned you know that i like my games with people anyway so there you go <laughs> but that is launching this saturday and as i say you can you can tune in via your normal radio it's fm radio so it's beat one or three you can ask your Alexa to say, hey, Alexa, play Beat 103. Um, And also you can tune in uh, in your car while you're driving around. You can have me in your ears. So not only can you be listening to the Spilly podcast in your car via Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, but then when it goes to 3 to 4 p.m. on a Saturday, you can listen to me live in the cars. (laughs) Yes! I've made it, guys. I've made it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amy Sinner has said, go Marcus. Thank you, Amy. If you Guys, if you don't remember Amy, Amy was our guest quite a few weeks ago now, actually. It was last month. Yeah, last month, Amy was our guest. Thanks for joining, Amy. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, go Marcus. Go me. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Right. It is that time. It is 10 past seven. And I did say that my guest is has been waiting ever so patiently in the back, ready to come out and talk to us all about family and family life. I really can't wait for this episode. I really cannot wait for this episode. Anybody that knows me will know why I can't wait for this episode. We may get into it, who knows? I mean, that's, that's, that's a therapy session, that one. <laughs> but she's waiting patiently in the back. I'm ready. She's ready. Are you ready? Because here she is. It is my guest of the hour. It is Pia Prana. Hi. (laughs)
1: Hi, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. I feel like I've had a little bit of Marcus already sitting in the green room <laughs> watching, and I've been having so much fun already. So honestly, wow.
0: everybody's everybody's <laughs> like that. Everybody's like, as soon as they come out, they're like, "Oh my god, we've all had a little bit of Marcus."
1: <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna tu- I'm gonna be tuning into your radio show for sure.
0: Oh, I love it! Thank you so much. <laughs> um, how are you?
1: You know, after listening to you for the last 10 minutes, I am bubbling with like Kingly feel good, feel good factor all over. So I couldn't be better right now, actually.
0: Good. I'm very glad to hear it. <laughs> very glad. I'm very glad that my my uh, personality is so infectious.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you and I have already met uh prior to this particular meeting yes and and uh like you i've really been looking forward to this conversation that we're going to be having not because of uh you know not not just because it's it's my work and it's important to me but but there's also a reason why it's my work because it's also my story and as you also said in the intro for those who know you there 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 are you know, I think for anybody listening, uh, looking closer at family is, is I think it's its an important thing for all of us to do. So I'm super thrilled that this is our topic today.
0: Definitely. I can't wait to get into it. But first, <laughs> are you ready to play a little game?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> truth or dare? No. Uh,
0: no, it's not truth or dare. It is the five second rule. That's right. It is the five-second rule. This is a game that I play with all of my guests. It's a bit of an icebreaker game. All it is, is that I will say to name three somethings and you've got five seconds to name those three somethings. It is as simple as that. (laughs) (laughs) First thing that comes to the top of your head. Okay. Are you ready to play?
1: No, but I'm going to do it anyway.
0: (laughs) Here we go. It is the five-second second million. and here is your first question of the day. Name three things that can be closed with a zipper.
1: Your pants, my toiletry bag, and uh, the duvet cover.
0: <laughs> do you have a zipper on the duvet?
1: We do here, okay. actually, believe it or not. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll let you off.
1: You can't check it.
0: I can't check it, no. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll let you off with that one I can't check it so <laughs> name three animal sounds
1: uh, <laughs> meow and <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that not one not very that was...
1: original then. <laughs> <laughs> hey sure it works, you got on.
0: it <laughs> Okay, and your last question for this evening: Name three things you do when no one is looking.
1: Oh, oh, uh, pick my nose. Uh, oh, see, I, 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 on purpose, I, I stalled on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gathered. Yeah, I was like, okay. It is one that uh, is that one's requested all the time. That question. Oh, really? So, yeah, mm. they love it. They they love getting uh, some juicy details of people. <laughs> But well okay. done, well done. You did okay. two full rounds and then you got another one. So you scored seven out of nine. Well done.
1: Okay then. That's so does that good. mean I get to be interviewed by you? I win the chance to be interviewed <laughs> by you.
0: You win, you've passed the test, which now means that we can move on okay. to uh, the actual interview. I, the thing is, is that I wanted to say that you'll you'll get a prize. It's in the post, it's an imaginary prize, <laughs> but- I'm
1: very grateful for the prize. <laughs>
0: it's like a massive trophy and a medal well done you uh you I get that all
1: have so many people i want to thank but i'll have to do that later
0: <laughs> all you have to do is uh, close your eyes and imagine you having that mm-hmm. trophy and medal and that is your prize well done congratulations
1: thank you thank you that was fun <laughs> let's, let's okay fun.
0: <laughs> let's get into it so i want to know who is pia prana
1: who is pia prana Pia Prana is an adventure. Um, I have lived all over the world. I still do, kind of live in a few different places. I I have an insatiable um, thirst for for knowledge. Not any knowledge, but knowledge about myself and what makes me tick, and how can I be a better person in the world, and how can I make a difference in the world? That's a real. That's a big glass of water I need to drink every day. I, um, I love kittens and puppies, anything little and cute. Anything
0: little and cute. Uh, Yeah. Let's, let's just pause on that for a second. So anything (laughs) little and cute. Um, so I'm thinking like the animals that I've got in my house. What about a tortoise?
1: I think I could be quite uh, happy with the tortoise too. And the reason why I mentioned that is because we're visiting my husband's sister and they have two brand new kittens. And I've just been like I've been like a little girl here today. So <laughs> that's why I brought up the whole kittens and puppies. Because I was yeah, like,
0: that's fine. I'll let you off yeah. then.
1: <laughs> yeah. But 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 really at, at the core of of who I am is that I'm somebody who really like on the on the back end of this thirst that I have, I'm somebody who really wants to really live out loud. And I didn't do that for such a long time. And so so for me, it's life is really about how can I be the best version of myself? And and of course, part of that is to take that inner journey to figure out, well, who the hell is that person? So, so yes, I can talk till the cows come home about who is Pia Prana, but actually it's a constant inner journey that I take with myself, so that I'm constantly checking in to see am I being authentically who. I know myself to be. That's really the core of how I live my life.
0: That's brilliant. And and to be fair, we're, we're all on that journey. We all, I don't think there's anybody on this earth at the moment. I mean, probably is, probably an exaggeration. But who could honestly say that they know themselves inside and out and they know exactly who they are and they don't need to do any soul searching or anything like that. Because I think it's all a constant journey, isn't it? About discovering who we are, what we want, and how we fit into this crazy little thing called the world. I pride myself on thinking, you know, I'm here to help people and to help other people get their stories out. But that's not, that's who I am right now. Like give me, five ten years or whatever my whole who i am will change and i think yeah i i kind of i really resonate with, with with you as an individual which is why obviously i wanted to get you onto the show anyway because just just hearing you talk so articulately as well i yeah i love it um <laughs> who were you though
1: oh who i was pretty much the opposite of what i just described so i i um I'm from Norway, up there in the cold north, and uh, and I grew up being a really, really good girl. I learned to follow rules. I learned to read the environment to see how should I behave based on what's going on around me. So I was quite, I, w- I would say, I was hyper vigilant in that way. I uh, I very much functioned. Uh function from a place of how can I be me based on what others are expecting of me? So there was very little authenticity actually in who I was. And and in fact that that led me to a personal depression, which is actually a long time ago now. It's it's um it's a couple of decades ago, but it got to it, it got to such an extreme that, that I woke up one day and I d- didn't understand why I was feeling so incredibly sad, why I couldn't stop crying. And then as then my journey began, in fact, uh, back then, a couple of decades ago, and it, it, it actually, the journey is still ongoing. I'm still a work in progress. But the point being that it, it took me quite a while to understand what had been going on for me because I believed everything that my mind was telling me about who I should be. And all those shoulds had come from the outside. It didn't come from the inside. Yeah. And so and so I've I've really done a massive flip uh from from who I who I was and, and who I I actually from from that perspective be, it, you know, I wasn't happy. I I I felt a great deal of emptiness inside. And then that really led me when I when I kind of hit that dark night of the soul. Where I was so depressed and I, I just cried every day, I I realized that something isn't quite right. Obviously, but but what I was about to unfold in you know like almost like when I'm I'm unpacking a Prezi at in my birthday or Christmas or whatever, I had I I I had no idea what was going to be there. But what what I can say in retrospect now is that you know it's just riches and and copious amounts of so much more happiness and joy and authenticity that I I never dreamt was possible, but it required me to really go on a personal journey.
0: With regards to going on that personal journey, what was the turning point in which you thought, I need to do something now? Because it's so easy to, and I've gone through depression, a lot of my viewers and listeners have gone through depression and deep depression as well. It's so hard to realize or recognize that you need to break that spiral and I'm just wondering if you'd be able to discuss what your turning point was what was the point in which you thought something needs to change here
1: well first of all everything that was going on for me I was I was doing in the privacy of my room you know I was doing you know I wasn't I wasn't able to articulate or share with anybody because there was such a great deal of shame involved right? This, this feeling of I'm worthless or I'm not good enough. And so I, I didn't really see a way out in terms of who can I turn to? And yet at the time, there was a friend of mine who was who was going through her own kind of personal development journey for lack of a better word. And, and I was watching her transformation. I was like, wow, that there's something in this. And then she, bless her heart, she invited me to kind of come along and check out this program that she was doing. And, and I didn't have the money to, to do the program. And she said to me, you know what, I'm so committed to you doing this workshop. You can pay me back when you can afford it. And no. it could, I mean, that it it's probably the best gift I've ever been given because what that gave me and, and, and not just that, that program was happening like the following weekend. So I'd, I couldn't even like back out because it was only a few days from then, and I just remember sitting in the back of that room with all those people. In fact, it was in London, and and uh, and all I did all weekend was cry because everything they were saying was just touching me so deeply. And I suppose during that weekend, I re- because there was so much that felt so relevant to me, I realized that hmm, there's something more to this, and I need to continue now what i've started this is just the beginning so so although i was in this deep dark place thanks to this friend i was able to to start i was able to kind of open that door to 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 see what was there and 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 uh, that also then gave me the courage to to go and get counseling which of course that has just been ongoing for many years but that was really the catalyst and and uh, wow what a what a what a wonderful gift that she gave me and it was only a few months later that I was also able to pay her back so it wasn't like I was indebted to her forever but it really was what I needed at that time
0: so where does your story go then so you've gone you've done this course and you've come out of the other end of this course feeling a lot more uh, better about yourself, better about your circumstances, and knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Where mm. did your Where did your journey go from there?
1: Well, um, I've been living in Hong Kong for the last twenty five years, and I was I had a little break from Hong Kong where I was living in London. So I went back to Hong Kong where I started my my counselling, and it wasn't an easy start because I was changing, and I'm pretty sure what I'm about to say a lot of people listening can re- relate to, because in general, as the human race, we do not like change. And so, when your good friends, I, me, with my friends, when I start making changes, and they were big, they were big changes, uh, people were falling away. They didn't like the changes that were going on for me. But then um, I... I uh, Managed to, I got curious about this other workshop that was being was on offer at the time, and I, and I went there and I met all these incredible people. Thank God that were all on this journey like me. And so suddenly I'm in a room full of people that that aren't looking at me like you're reading what kind of books you're doing what <laughs> in your spare time, like looking at me like I'm crazy. Instead, they're like, oh yeah, I've read that. Oh, you should you should also read this one. And it was just such a revelation. Like suddenly, I felt like, "Wow, somebody, people are seeing me. People are really seeing me, not for who they want me to be, but for who I am in this moment." And 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 uh, from there, I really, um, I got an opportunity to to work with with. Uh, you might have heard of Tony Robbins. Yeah. Who uh, uh, at the time I decided I wanted to train as a coach, and. At the time, I also decided to go off to Singapore and do this Tony Robbins program. And me and my girlfriend, Sonia, we we got invited to join a team of mentors that travel with Tony to the various lo- wonderful locations that he he runs his Unleash the Power Within program. And I got to be a mentor and coach people from his programs. So everything, it was almost like the moment I started saying, who I was back then, that was never me. I need to now start making taking action based on who I know myself to be now. And things started happening and things started falling into place that were in alignment with, with who I was feeling myself to be and who I was starting to wake up to, including working for somebody, this amazing big international coach that he is, right, and and since then you know i i have been coaching regularly but i also got into, got into training and facilitation so everything i have done since then and that was maybe about 2003 has been working with people supporting them in whatever way i can be it in the corporate world or in more sort of intimate uh, individual workshops etc and supporting people to Come a little bit closer to their own authenticity, and starting to get them to know themselves better. All along the way, that I was doing the same thing, and and so so um, so everything kind of came into alignment. Both as I was continuing my personal journey, but also then what I was do what how I was making a living coming into to alignment together. Which which um, as you can imagine, that was. Kind of telling me, see, you're on the right path, and and you know when you've been struggling, it's kind of good then to kind of oh yeah, I'm doing something that's right for a change. I'm on the right path, and that really helped me just keep going. It was like a the the engine, you know, it it kept on putting fuel in the engine of of my enthusiastic moving forward in the world in this new new way that I saw myself and felt myself.
0: I love that. I, I love just just that story in general I, re- I i really do admire people that kind of recognize or or change themselves and recognize the people that um who they were is not actually who they are if that makes sense i went through something similar a lot of my viewers and listeners uh, go through something similar as well or or have maybe questioned people who they used to be and i think one of the things that you that you talked about then was these people um, from your past who didn't really understand the person that you was becoming, and I, I really, I, I absolutely love that because that is me down to a T. I used to put on this facade, this I, and put up so many walls and so many different masks mm-hmm. and all that, like, because I didn't want to get to know the the core person who I was deep down. And once I come to terms with. The person that I am and the person who I wanted to be, and I was more than happy to embrace that person. These people from the past started not really liking or understanding that person and thinking, but I want you to be this person who I know. And I'm like, but that's not me anymore. And that moment that you can kind of just breathe and just think, I want rid of all of that. That's when, and I and I always say it, I always I always use this analogy. It's, it is like you are breathing for the first time that you have grown so so much with hiding who you are or hide not not necessarily hiding who you are but just not being sure of who you are so you created this kind of facade this persona and then when you finally come to realize who you are and you are happy with who you are. You've done your self discovery, and then you start being that person. I always use a reference of it is like breathing for the first time because you are a brand new you, and you see things that you never saw before. And mm. I, I absolutely love that. So thank you for mm. for sharing that story with me. We're going to move on to the work that you do because obviously you gone through all of that. You work you're you're currently working and uh, like as as a coach as well. And I want you to just let's talk about your work. Let's talk about the kind of people that you that you work with and the stories that you that you can tell and you can share.
1: sure. And by the way, I love that breathing for the first time. it I so resonate with that. and um, breath work, by the way, is one of the things that I offer. and it's such a powerful full modality, but yeah. Let me uh, so I, to answer your question, I I'm both a coach and a holistic counselor, and so what I tend to do, and and this is important, what I say to clients is I'm not a straight coach and I'm not a straight counselor either. I blend the two together, and and for me that works really well. And so what, how, who I like to work with, I generally tend to work with women. That's um, And part of that is because I work with women who, what I call, suffer from good girl syndrome. And people often ask me, well, why did you choose that? Well, because I have been one and I'm now a recovering good girl. And what does that look like? Well, I work with good girls are people that learned from an early age that they are they need to put others' needs ahead of their own. They, others are more important. I have to make things good at home. I have to please to be loved. And I am always looking to the outside world for cues about who to be in the world. And so because I know this character inside out, I thought, what better way for me to support other women? And, And a lot of women that come to me, they don't come to me, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm a good girl. It doesn't look like that at all. They come with me with symptoms, and as we then work close closer together, of course, I very often find a good girl in there. So, what might that look like? Uh, women will come to me because the, um, for example, they're they're they've got burnout at work, and they're wondering, well, you know, I'm 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 doing everything I should, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but they've got burnout, and good girls for example, and this is also relevant for boys, so it's not just women, it's also men, but good girls, when you don't have boundaries, for example, and and in general, good girls have very porous boundaries, we can't say no. So if somebody is burnt out, it's because they keep on taking on more without being able to say no, because their worth is, is attached to everything they do for others. People come to me. Um, my most recent client has come to me because she says, "I don't understand why." When I think back in time at my life, all I can think about is I have bad memories. I don't have any happy memories. And 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 as we started working together, she started seeing that that there was a neglect from a very early age, and often neglect will be. Um, go hand in hand with somebody who lacks self-worth and, and lacks a sense of belonging in the world, because it's never about them. It's always about the people in our periphery. I'll, I'll have women come and say, you know, I've been single forever. And I go on dates, I'm on Tinder, I'm on all these various sites, but I might have a date, but then it just, they don't call again. And often, it might not be so obvious, but it could be a sense of sort of I'm very needy and I'm like, oh, I'll be whoever you want me to be. And for somebody who's certain about themselves, they're going to go, well, that's not very sexy. I want you to show up who you are. So there's many different ways that that women come to me to the kind of symptoms that they are wanting to or pain points that they want to figure out. But very often when we go a little bit deeper, we see that it's actually this, this disease to please and essentially this this deep sense of shame about and and not feeling like you're good enough in the world and then looking for ways to compensate for that
0: yeah i just with when you were talking then and i do a lot of the things that you were discussing just then like i cannot say no that's that's one of my really bad traits and which is why i suffer with burnout very very quickly and because i cannot say no there's to be Mm. fair there's a few people that i know that that would be the same uh or i i i assume they would kind of fit into that box as well Mm. because i see them i see the things that they that they should say no to but they don't and when you were talking about like the 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 pleaser and things like that um all of this fits very very well and and this is a very nice segue as well into um because it comes from 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 obviously being young Uh, I'm just wondering if we can segue this into the family life, the family roles and all of that.
1: Oh, yeah. My favourite topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, everyone has a family. You know, it could be that you're not living with your family of origin or that you're not connected with your family of origin, but we all had a family of origin. And whoever you now refer to as your family, we all have family. Um, But I'm going to specifically... Talk about family of origin from a, from a perspective of how you learned to be a, a human being in this world. And so I, and by the way, I, I also want to be very clear that I am not a mother. I had, I, 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 I had a mother, um, but I'm I'm not a mother. So I'm really speaking more from a sort of psychological perspective, um counseling perspective. So when we look at families, we, we can see that there can be healthy family dynamics, people that, that are, are, have been, really been able to take care of themselves as human beings. And so when they then they become parents, they have a, have a healthy way to interact and create healthy attachment with their children, help their children to understand healthy boundaries, helping their children to understand that they are loved no matter what. Right. And then, of course, many of us, we also grow up in dysfunctional families. And that's where there are could be a number of different internal conflicts. So inside of the family. And that can be anything from maybe you grew up in a single parent household or maybe there are um, maybe your parents. You grew up with parents fighting all the time. Uh, it could there could also be any, type, any kind of mental illness, domestic violence, sibling rivalry, uh, and then there could also be things like um, addiction, um, maybe unemployment that, that influences the family, That lots of different things that fall in under dysfunctional families. And what happens then is that little children are very sensitive. And so as these dysfunctions are happening around us, we... What we can, what can happen is that we internalize the pain that is going on in the family. And of course, things like addiction, that's a pain. If there's, if there's a a divorce in the family, that's pain. If there's violence in the family, that's pain. So, so what often can happen with children is we internalize that pain. And then we look at what's going on with our, our caretakers and we then think, well, how can I make things better? how can i find a way to balance out or make these challenges that we have in the family better and so without realizing we can then take on certain roles in the family and so my role as you might have figured out i call it a good girl but that is somebody who is going to do whatever it takes like almost like a peace peacekeeper right but but um in codependency they call would call me a caretaker and you know that's somebody who really takes on a lot of uh, responsibilities within the family and tries to ease the problems in the family tries to figure out ways to 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 shield the people the, 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 the parents or the parent from the challenges that they the, the pain that they're experiencing so i i i didn't speak up i didn't uh, rock the boat I didn't do anything that might add to the problems that were already in the family system. So that can be one role. Another role is a hero. You're the straight A student, you're the captain of the football team or whatever team that is, you know, you do all the great things. You you choose the the, and as you get older, you choose the a doctor or a lawyer. You, you do all the perfect things. So all the attention goes to you away from the challenges that are happening in the family, right? So a hero does a great service, he thinks or she thinks, but of course, at the all of these roles, of course, are at the detriment of your authenticity. But, but in, in, in that moment, we are too, we're already feeling too much pain and so we're taking this on to try and, and, and ease the pain in the family. There's also the scapegoat, for example, and the scapegoat is the person that that is kind of the opposite of the of the hero. So maybe they get into trouble, maybe they're a straight F student, and suddenly now all the attention is going to the scapegoat. And we're and therefore we're not um we're not paying attention to what's going on inside of the family. The mascot is somebody who makes everybody laugh, and now suddenly humor is easing the pain in the family. And there's also um, somebody that we call a, a lost child and this is the quiet reserved child that does nothing you could almost not even know that the person is in the room that's how um they don't want to rock the boat in any kind of way and and so these are these are these are our roles that that come from um, an area of psychology called codependency there are some other sort of offshoots of that but I thought I'd just Say this to start because I'm sure you're wanting to just dis- jump in a little bit before I continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I was going to say, like, the thing is, is that what what people need to realize as well is that, so these roles, I mean, you, could you say that people could slip in and out of these roles into different roles maybe? Or do you think that specifically one person is that particular character and that's it?
1: In my experience, people tend to stick, it, stick to their roles Okay. But uh, that's just my experience. So I think, I mean, I think you, it's possible. I think yeah. it's possible to to. I mean, for example, somebody who's a caretaker could easily also become a hero if you're somebody who's doing everything good anyway, and then you just up the ante a little bit and become the straight A student. So, um, so of course, that's that's um, they're quite linked.
0: I think um, out of all the roles, I think I would probably fit in with the scapegoat one. I would assume I, when you said the the lost child, I, I immediately thought, well, that's going to be me. Uh, but then when you were, when you were talking about obviously what the what the lost child, uh, what the characteristics are, I was like, that's not me. I'm actually, the, mm-hmm. I would have actually been the scapegoat. I was the person. I wasn't like a straight F student. I was doing okay. I I performed well at school, but I didn't perform well enough to match somebody else within the family. And so mm-hmm. therefore I was always compared. And so I could never do anything right because it was always compared to this standard up here. Mm-hmm. And anything that I did, whether it be good or whatever, was always overlooked because of the hero in the in the family life. So mm-hmm. therefore I always performed here and I could never reach that. So therefore in my mm-hmm. head, mentally, I was just like, well, what's the point? Yeah. And yeah, so I was always the scapegoat i I would assume looking looking at that and it's so weird that obviously you 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 talk about these roles because uh, did you say there's more there's more roles or is well, there these five specific ones these are the main th-
1: those ones? those specific roles belong to the arena of codependency. I'm not going to go too much into mm-hmm. um what that is right now, but what what I can I can let me share. From another perspective, yeah. So imagine when you were born, Marcus. You know, this perfect baby boy. You know, just full of wonder and beauty and love and and joy and and trust and like innocence. Right? We're all and and I like to call that essence, but it could also let's imagine that you're just pure love. All right. So imagine that that's how you're born, and then. As we grow up, we all have sadly we have have that that vulnerability that's so beautiful in when we're born because vulnerability is actually such a strength. It's not a weakness in in how many many people think vulnerability is. We're born we're beautiful, we're just perfect, but we're also very vulnerable, right? And little human babies cannot survive without human caretaking and touching and, and for for many years, right, unlike the animal kingdom. Now, as we grow up, that vulnerability gets wounded. So if you can imagine, there's almost like a, a structure of three circles and the, the central circle is your essence, like that's you, just pure love as you're born. And then what happens is we get wounded. And so, for example, what you just shared, that's very shaming, like you being compared to an, another sibling who's the hero that's very shaming right and that oh now that's almost like that becomes like now a layer outside of your that purity that you were when you were born then maybe there there you experience fear or abandonment maybe maybe you were abandoned not like a parent left forever but they, they abandoned they maybe you didn't get your your basic needs met um maybe there was, there was anger in the household, or you experienced fear. And so that vulnerability then becomes, the, the next layer is, is this wounded vulnerability. And in order to, to function in the world, we then look at how can we compensate? So the roles are real compensations. And so the hero can be a perfectionist, but you can also become like a like a helper, pleaser, like I mentioned, the uh, the uh, the hero can also be an achiever. Then you can also show uh, turn into something more like a drama queen. You can be a rebel. Then you can t- just play the victim role. Um and 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 so there's there's many different ways that we compensate the roles that so there are nuances if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And and the roles are really ways for us to cope. To function when actually we're sitting on a lot of pain around, let's say, being abandoned or being shamed. And so the the kind of journey of my work is to come back to that essence and come back to that real bodily feeling of, I am enough. I am loved for who I am. And that, as you can imagine, with all the stuff that we experienced to a larger or lesser extent when we were children, it impacts us as adults. And and so part of my work is then also to try and shift some of those beliefs that many of us we're, they're just rooted. We think, this is the truth. It is the truth that I'm I'm a loser. Or it is the truth that I have to do this in order to be loved. It's not the truth. And but those beliefs need to be kind of um really felt and not just on a, oh yeah, sure I'm not, uh, sure I'm I'm enough. No, it needs to be really felt for that change to really happen.
0: I absolutely love it. We talk about that quite a lot, about um, how you need to feel that you are worthy. You need to feel that you are worthy of love and that you are worthy of being worthy. That you go through life, especially if you go through um, trauma within the past, whether that be through whatever reason growing up, you do then suffer. And it comes back to what you were talking about before with that self-sabotage with that inner saboteur that tells you that you're not good enough. And it's mm-hmm. because of these situations where we grow up and we attach on to certain things and certain memories, etc., And we tell ourselves that we aren't good enough and that we aren't worthy of having that praise, that love, that positivity in our lives. And so we push ourselves further down. And what you're doing is that you are actually digging that person back out and lifting mm-hmm. them up and showing yeah. them, that they are worthy of love and that they are worthy of somebody's time. They're worthy of so much more. They're worthy of life. And And in
1: fact, it's a, it's a remembrance. It's not me teaching them something. Hmm. It's more of remembrance because sadly, you know, and and you talk about trauma, like, like you can have trauma being in a totally functional and beautiful family, you know? So it doesn't have to be like the, the, the worst possible, you don't have to grow up in the worst possible family to, experience challenges that lead your underdeveloped brain because when we're children our nervous system is not complete to develop our brains are not developed so we take on beliefs that you might not even you might have been grown up in a family of origin where you were told you were the scum of the earth but you might not have been but because something might have happened and you internalize that experience to mean something about yourself so, so it's it's coming back to and all my work in fact is about equipping you not to need anybody else's approval because you know it deep inside of yourself
0: Absolutely.
1: and so 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 for example the uh, me as a as a good girl but also the the um, all the other roles in fact is that we look to the external world for cues about how, to to function in the world. So that could be a hero. It could be the scapegoat. It could be the pleaser. We look to the outside world. Okay, so now mom and dad are doing this or now the boss is doing that. That informed me that how I'm going to act in this moment. Instead, my work is about bringing it right back inside. I call it your inner compass. And that's where you get your information. Okay. These are my needs. This is what's okay for me. This is what's not okay for me. Creating strong, healthy boundaries so that you don't need to, you don't need anybody around to inform you about how to be in the world because you know it from the inside.
0: With regards to anybody out there who may be stuck, kind of unknowing, unknowingly stuck, if, for example, if they, they react in certain situations which are unhelpful, etc., And it all comes down to, you know, growing up and all of these external things and attaching emotions to memories and all of that lot. What uh, what advice would you give to someone who is in a situation that they need to learn more about themselves to kind of better their life? What would your advice be to them?
1: So there's two ways I'm going to answer this question. First of all, if I heard part of your question was around if somebody has has sort of repeated experiences of let's say you have repeated experience of certain ways when this happens i know for sure i'm always gonna really flip out right like there's certain things that trigger you and so one good way is to even if you're not able to stop yourself in the moment but to perhaps start a journal where you start getting curious about okay what's the common denominator here what 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 are, if you start making a list of every time you flipped, whatever that looks like, right? You freaked out, whatever that looks like. And start getting, okay, so it happened last Tuesday and this is what happened. And very often, you will probably start seeing a pattern that, that, that there's something, that there's a similarity at least. And that can already give you quite a lot of information around, well, okay, so... Do I remember how I felt in that moment? Because feelings are very telling. The, the mind can very often lie. The mind is not a great tr- truth teller, but your feelings do. So start to pay attention to your feelings. And and another thing you mentioned earlier about you're not very good at saying no, right? And this is a classic case of you might want to look into developing stronger boundaries. Now, boundaries are, it's almost like the white picket fence around somebody's house, right? It's boundaries tell, tell you about what belongs to you and what doesn't, what I'm responsible for and what I'm not responsible for. And so if you're somebody who notices that, oh, I have a hard time saying no, is starting to practice saying no, now, so let's use you as an example, Marcus. Maybe one of your really good friends that you see a lot to say. Okay, I want to practice saying no. So can we just can can we just like have that as a rule that you're gonna request things of me and I'm just gonna say no to you, just as a practice. It's a short, simple word, but for many of us, it's not such an easy word. But so so but to do that in a place that feels safe. And she might kind of, you might have a bit of fun with it and say, you know, uh, and 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 knowing something that you're already going to say no anyway. But the, the physical practice of you practicing to say no is a great way to start building boundaries. And another way to notice it around your boundaries is let's just say you've said yes to something. And right afterwards, you're sitting there and you're just like, you're sitting there a bit pissed off, right? That is a clear indication that perhaps you were not authentic in your yes. And I think with with anything around this, is start if you're starting right at, at ground zero, just start getting curious. A lot of people are not particularly curious about what goes on beyond what am I having dinner for dinner? And are we gonna are we meeting at the pub at 6:30? You know? So start getting curious about how you feel moment to moment, because feelings really do give a lot of indication about your inner aliveness. Now, we, we, there's a lot of different fe- emotions that you can have. And for example, I have one client right now that only wants to feel joy and happiness. And he's wondering, uh, she's wondering why she's not feeling joy and happiness. And I said, well, out of all those feelings that you can have, you think that you should only have happiness. And so allow anger to inform you. Allow joy, joy, sadness, grief, rage. Allow your feelings to inform you about your inner world. Be curious about what they're here to tell you. Because they, if you listen, you will learn a lot about yourself. And in order to feel, you need to breathe. So if you're somebody that's breathing very shallow, get, get really into breathing with your belly. Use the diaphragm to really, like some of us girls, I don't know about you boys, but we, we learn to hold our belly in, right? So really breathe and let your belly expand. And, and when we get scared, for example, often <laughs> we stop breathing because we stop feeling when we don't breathe. So start breathing deeply. Get curious. Listen to your feelings. And perhaps where can you find like-minded people that might be open to explore some of the things that you were exploring That's
0: um, it's amazing advice and i really like the uh learning to breathe as well i think like i think definitely people need to breathe more like and, and you it's one of those things that you, you never think about because it's what we do when when we're first born so you don't have to worry about not breathing and things and um, but it's actually breathing correctly yeah. and learning to breathe pr- correctly will open up so much more and you and you you genuinely start feeling a lot more when you start breathing. So yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let your belly really expand. And even if you just take a few breaths like that every day, you will start feeling things shifting. Like one like I mentioned earlier, one of the modalities I use is called biodynamic biodynamic breath and trauma release and that you can actually release Long-held trauma in, uh, in the body through breathing. There's a lot you can do through breathing. So, if you if you notice that you're just kind of breathing through the top of your chest, see if you can start just practicing involving the diaphragm by really expanding your belly, and and just through that, life will start shifting for sure.
0: Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, what is next for Pia Prana? What does the future look like?
1: Hmm. What does the future look like? Well, hmm, I am. Um, I'm in the middle of creating a new website called PiaPrana.com. I've I just um, published a book in December oh, nice. called, called "She Rises for Tomorrow." It's actually a collaborative book through through uh, a few entrepreneurs who who have been through challenges. And and have kind of come out on the other side. And in my case, I actually um my journey, I talk about some very, very traumatic stuff that happened in my family. So it's very linked to what we've talked about today. And so for me, um, the future is really about more and more getting my message out there to people, to especially like I said to women. I um I love doing stuff like this, I love just having conversation with with. With loving, open-hearted, intelligent people, so so i I don't think I'll be doing my own podcast, but i, I I'm going to continue doing a lot of a lot of conversations like this because at the end of the day, I think also it's important to have difficult conversations mm-hmm. so that people that might not be in a position to have those conversations right now, at least they have access to it, so that when they feel ready to Come out in whatever way that looks like. That's, I suppose, really what my work is all about: is to get to be a resource for people to give themselves permission to be a work in progress, to be at the at the beginning and still know that whatever they carry, whatever how whatever shame, or however they feel about themselves, that they are welcome and they are loved.
0: I absolutely love that. Um, what you've just said then as well with regards to the, the way that you do things and not like, not necessarily doing the podcast. I have like, and this goes out to, cause none of my viewers or listeners know this either. One of the things that I've started doing is looking at ways to tell my, so I told my story it is something. And we've talked about it previously, like just like kind of the, 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 the tip of the iceberg of it. It goes a, a lot deeper. Um, with regards to like family and growing up and and things like that. And I've never, it's something that I've held on to, and I've kind of learned to kind of live with it rather than tell it. And I know that my story could help so many people out there. And it was only, I think it was last month that I started talking about my story and started opening up. And I went on to somebody else's podcast and told my story from, from A to Z and, the relief I felt afterwards, and and I was like ugly crying. I was like, it, it was, it touched in, in so many emotional places. And I purely did show my vulnerability whilst doing that. And there was just something that kind of awoken on the inside thinking, I need to tell my story. I need to get my story out there as much as I can do to help other people because there will be other people that it will resonate with, especially with regards to, uh, as we've talked today, family life, family life for me um, was a roller coaster; was so many different things. And a lot of them negative mm. and to be able to get that story out there, I think would mean a lot more. And I, the, the, the reason I obviously I'm saying all this is because me being the podcaster, I hold the podcast. I, I, don't really get to talk about my story a lot and um i'm now looking at ways that i can discuss that and maybe that looks like that i'll be doing a different type of podcast show whether it's just like talking to talking about me and talking about my story releasing it as like an audiobook who knows (laughs) but there'll be you know i i wanted to just kind of chime in there and just say that i completely get it from from your perspective, because that's now that I've talked about my story and this obviously goes beyond before when we talked about um, this episode initially and that we were going to do this episode and we planned it. It wasn't something that I'd done. I hadn't talked about my, my story and obviously a couple of months later I've talked about my story and now I'm like, I need to do more to get my story out there. And and, I really do.
1: And I need to speak now because I could not agree more. I, and, and, you know, like I just found out this week that somebody I know back in Hong Kong has a support, like a charity for, for, um, sex, sexual, uh, abuse victims. And that she, in fact, was sexually abused by her father. And I immediately just left her a voicemail saying, like, I, I honor your work so much. Like, I couldn't agree more that, that, you are ahead of so many more people that have gone through what you go through and to be that role model and role model can simply be that one person doesn't feel totally alone because they know that Marcus has been there, done that. And look at Marcus now. Yeah. I, 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 it, it's such an important story to tell. And I think what you just said about maybe, even if you don't totally shift the, 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 the podcast, but that, that you, mix it up so that that your story becomes part uh, more part of this i think it's so important
0: yeah definitely
1: i'll be your cheering in the background yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it okay uh, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like the opportunity to discuss now you know you think I, we've covered pretty, everything?
1: I think we're I'm, i think i'm pretty complete yeah, I think so. I mean, we could talk for another few hours, but we I think could. for today, we've, 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 uh, it feels quite whole and complete.
0: Definitely. Keep keep an eye out for a part two, I'm assuming. <laughs> we'll have to do a part two. There's so I much think more. so. <laughs> <laughs> so where can, if people wanted to know more about who you are, the work you do, uh, maybe get in touch with you, about coaching or anything at all, where can people find you?
1: All right, so the... I know you're, you'll have some links in the in the mm-hmm. show notes, but I would say that um, for women, I have a private Facebook group called the Evolving Women's Collective, and I'm there every day. So there, you really have direct access. Sorry, chaps, and uh, and you you can also find me on on LinkedIn or Facebook with uh, under my name. So those are probably the easiest ones right now. My face, my, my website still needs a few months. No problem. And have
0: you got some final thoughts for us? Some things that people should really take away from today's episode?
1: You know, I think that there is no shame in not being okay in whatever way that looks. And so if you are not okay, ask for some support for no other reason that maybe somebody is able to sit with you, sit with you and listen, hold your hand. I think that's really... um, you know, so many people are struggling and and there's no shame in that. There's so many of us that are also struggling or have struggled and and seek help. That's that's the first step
0: Love it. Thank you so much. Now, at the end of every episode, I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote. And it can be something that they stand by, live by. It could be something that they've made up that they just really like. Or it could be something that they've heard that they just think, do you know what? I absolutely love that quote. And I'm just wondering if you have got a quote for our viewers and listeners today.
1: Well, I I chose a quote especially for this topic that we talked about today. And it's by a beautiful author called Glennon Doyle. She's like the, the, the most honest human being I've ever come across. Her latest book is called Untamed. And this quote is from that book. And, it, and she says, a broken family is a family in which any mem- member must break himself or herself into pieces to fit in. A whole family is one in which each member can bring her or himself fully to the table, knowing that he or she will always be both held and free.
0: I love that. What well, and what does that quote mean to to you? And why is that quote important for our listeners?
1: I think it's important to me because so many of us are are walking around as sort of semi versions of who we who we are in our magnificence and. There's a reason why we were given a unique fingerprint, and that is that we are totally unique. Do not try and mimic somebody else. And that's what so many of us have done for years. And 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 one of my favorite quotes also is like, just be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> and I'm still, like I said, a work in progress. But, but for me, it's because I, I spent so many years trying to fit in. It it is, it really is something that's very dear to my heart because I've, it's taken me a long time to kind of finally stick my head out and be authentic, be myself.
0: Thank you so much. And you are now free to say your goodbyes.
1: Well, I am so happy that a few minutes ago you said, I think we need to do a second episode. We are definitely going to be doing a second episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I've not had enough of Marcus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you need a little bit of Marcus. You need a little I bit more do. of Marcus.
1: From Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: From Saturday, yeah. a little bit more Marcus. <laughs> but no, 100%, you, you, I think that this specific subject needs to be talked about more. And mm. I think that we can go into some more details. So, yes, um, guys listening and watching, please keep an eye out because there will be a part two to this.
1: Mm. And I guess I just want to thank you for being here and and thank everybody for listening, but especially thank you, Marcus, for this amazing work that you do. And people need role models and you don't need to be like, you know, the Tony Robbinses or the Oprah Winfrey's. I think actually being a real person showing up every week like you do, that's, that's so much more touching, actually, than being some famous person. So I just want to thank you for thank allowing you. me to be part of your your tribe here.
0: Oh, thank you so much. You are you can be an official teacup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call ourselves with the teacups. Ah,
1: so there you go. Thank nope. you, and I'm a tea drinker, not coffee, so I'm very hey, glad. to be There
0: we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. That, that really, really kind words there. Thank you so much. That means a lot.
1: And I look forward to brainstorming what we're doing next.
0: Definitely. Cool. Well, (laughs) thank you so much for for joining us, for being so Mm. open, honest, vulnerable, and for being so educational and so articulate in everything that you've said as well. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on this show.
1: Me also. Thank you, Marcus.
0: Thank you. Take care.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye. Wow. I'm sure that you'll agree that was a great episode as well. It's so good as well to talk about family, as uh, as I said right from the get-go as well. Family is something that I like to get to into the nitty-gritty detail of. And I'm sure that that is not the last that we have seen of Pia Piranha. Hint, hint. <laughs> I'm sure that she will be back talking more in depth about the psychology of family. Oh. I will look forward to it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Spill it in July. I can't believe that we're at the end of June. That was June. We've completed June, ladies and gentlemen. We are now heading into July. And here are my guests for July. Up first, we will have Dawn Marcotte, who is running to confront problems she started running to help her mental health all the way through the pandemic and beyond and she is going to be running her first marathon as well i cannot wait to get into this with her second we will have on the 14th of july we have julie polston for the episode rise of the phoenix she talks to women in particular about how they can find their inner flame and be reborn into a phoenix it's going to be such a good episode for that one up then we will then be speaking to fung tran for no shortcuts to success who uses her online profiles or especially over on instagram she's massive over on instagram to be fair and she'll be talking about that you can't take shortcuts for your success obviously but specifically when it comes to things like dieting and fitness, there, are, there is no shortcut for that. You have to go through it. So specifically talking about these companies that produce items that have a quick fix to diets. And Funk Tran is going to be here talking about a healthy way of how to lose weight, etc. And then closing July, we'll be joined by Ben Campbell and Daniel Carver on Wednesday, the 28th of July. Take a chance and roll the dice. We'll actually be talking and doing a full episode on Dungeons and Dragons, D&D, and how actually that escape from reality is just what people need to help with their mental health and how D&D has actually helped so many people out there who have felt insignificant and needed that escape from reality to be a better version of themselves. And I cannot wait. But as I say, next week, we are joined by Dawn Marquette for Running to confront Problems. I cannot wait to meet uh, to speak to Dawn. I've met Dawn before uh, via this. We talked over the internet, obviously, in the midst of lockdown. Dawn is such an infectious character. She's got such a great personality. And we share a birthday. And as soon as she said that we share a birthday, I was like, I'm g- you're going to have to go on my show. <laughs> So I cannot wait to get into all of that and all of the running and everything that she's been doing next week. My name is Marcus Wright. And when I'm not doing this, I run a dance exercise class that is really, really popular at the moment outdoors. But then this week, we'll see the launch of a little bit of Marcus over on Beat 103 radio. So make sure that you have tuned in to Beat 103 between 3 and 4. You can tune in via your FM radio your car radio. You can also ask your little Alexa over there to play Beat 103. And that is from Saturday at 3 till 4 p.m. every single week. I will be there playing you the hits, talking about life and my favorite hit of the week and also bringing on guests once a month as well. For all details of everything to do with spillet, make sure you head over to the spillet website at www.spillit.uk where you'll be able to buy Merchandise. You'll be able to check out the other live episodes over on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and also you'll be able to check out the podcast, Google podcast Apple podcast and Spotify, and get the links to those over on the website too. There is ways to support me, as I say, by buying merch, which you can find on the shop on the website. There is also the Patreon link as well, which you'll be able to click onto, and you'll be able to support me from as little as two pounds per month, which is less than a price, which is less than the price of a coffee. So you know, support me, two pounds a month. That's it. And that helps Spill It as a, as a profile, as an online profile, keep growing more and more and more. You can also invite people to the Spillet community via Facebook and also sharing the YouTube links and sharing the podcast links. And also you can leave me a review if you're listening to this via Facebook or you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts, then all you have to do is leave me a cheeky review. I love reading the reviews leave me a cheeky cheeky review (laughs) okay and that is it for now thank you so much for those who've stayed and watched this all the way through thank you so much for your participation and until we spill it again it's bye for now